Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. As always, Pastor J.D. ends today's update with the ABCs of salvation. This is a tool to show how easy it is to come into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ. A is for acknowledge you're a sinner. B is for believe Jesus Christ is Lord. And C is for call upon His name. Follow the ABCs today and be saved. Now don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 19th, 2021. The simplest way for me to explain it as I understand it and have been taught about it It is a block that has been verified and added to a chain once the authenticity of that block is confirmed. It's added to the chain. It's basically a verification technology. So you can use blockchain technology in any application because all it is is a verification. So this blockchain technology will be used with this digital currency, i.e. cryptocurrency, cashless currency, digital currency, and you're going to have the wherewithal digitally with this biometric Revelation 13 mark And you're going to walk into a store, not you, (laughs) you better not be here, we're not going to be here. They're going to walk into a store and they're going to be able to buy predicated upon their social credit score using this verification technology because it's in them and now they're connected to what they were calling the internet of things, which they are now calling the internet of bodies, where everybody's connected. Near field communication. They know exactly where you're at, what you're doing, and if you go into a store, and you posted something on social media that they did not like, they have the ability to control you digitally, and they will lower your score, and you go into that store, and you cannot buy anything because your social credit score is too low, because you're not in compliance. The technology is already here. And it's been planned for a very long time. We've been talking about this for almost two years now. Here's the bottom line. This man-made crisis ends 
in the rapture for believers in Jesus Christ and the seven-year tribulation for non-believers under Antichrist. In March of 2020, again almost two years ago, I said this almost verbatim. This is how it ends. This is it. This will end in the rapture for us. And it will end in the seven year tribulation for those who don't know Jesus Christ. They'll be left behind. They will enter in. That's how this ends. And I remember after I said, I mean, oh my goodness, the comments. No. We just need two weeks to flatten the curve. time is it now? I'm sorry, you'll forgive my sanctified sarcasm when I say that. Hey, we just, we just need to, and then we'll get back to normal. Oh really, you think that? You believe that? It is a lie from the father of lies. It's really only a matter of time now before the trumpet will sound at the rapture, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and we who were alive and remain will be caught up, raptured up. And those who will not be caught up will enter into the last seven years of world history as we know it, and it will be unspeakable horror. I don't know if we truly understand the horror that awaits during the seven year tribulation. We have it described in graphic detail in the book of Revelation. I mean catastrophic, cataclysmic, never seen before in human history, nor to ever be seen again in human history, events. Large amounts of the population will be killed, waves hundreds of feet high, when the earthquakes and the asteroids and the islands of Hawaii, they they slide into the ocean and uh, just wiped out. It It is unthinkable. And it's going to happen. And it's about to happen but not for us, because we're going to escape. They will not escape. We will escape when the rapture happens. Now, it's important to understand that the rapture is not what starts the seven-year tribulation. What starts the seven-year tribulation is when the Antichrist confirms the seven-year peace agreement recorded in Daniel's prophecy, chapter 9, verse 27. It says, He, speaking of the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. That's a seven-year period. Now this word confirm is very interesting in the original language of the Hebrew Old Testament. It's the same word in my native tongue of Arabic. It's the word 
كبير and hikbir kind of carries with it this idea of make firm and spectacular and greater and bigger and stronger that which already exists. Meaning that there's already an agreement on the table that just needs to be made hikbir, confirmed, enforced, reinforced. That's what he does. Again, everything is set up. The Antichrist has not set anything up. It's already set up when he comes on the scene. It's, he hits the ground running. That's when the clock starts. That 70th week of Daniel. By the way, it is the time of Jacob's trouble. Who's Jacob? Israel. Israel still owes God a period of seven years. It's that 70th week, and it's the time of Jacob's trouble, not the church's trouble. And it's, it's a week, it's a period of seven years, not three and a half. It's a period of seven. And it's the final seven years. And we're told in Daniel's prophecy, I'm sorry I'm yelling and spitting. In the middle of the seven years, he, speaking of the Antichrist, will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And at the temple, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. So here's this Antichrist that Israel thinks is their Messiah. He will confirm this seven-year agreement, covenant that's already on the table. And in that agreement it will include the rebuilding of the third temple. And then at the midpoint he will set himself up in that temple, and he will demand to be worshipped as God, as we just read in Second Thessalonians 2. And this comports with Daniel 9.27. He will demand to be worshipped as God in the temple of God, declaring Himself to be God. And that's when Israel is going to realize, wait a minute, this is an abomination. And they will flee. And that's Matthew 24, and time doesn't permit. The reason I wanted to mention this is because it's yet more irrefutable proof that the Antichrist is already on the scene by virtue of how Israel is so ready for him right now. You ask anyone in Israel about this, and they will tell you that their they're looking for their Messiah, because they rejected the true Messiah. And the way they're going to know that it's their Messiah is because He's going to be the one that allows them to rebuild their temple. And they will worship Him as such. 
I mean, I might, I might as well say it. I, it's, well, I hold back now, right? <laughs> I believe that there are those in Israel today that are already in contact with whoever this is. Just like the rulers and kings of the earth are already in contact with this Antichrist. Now, okay, so let me see if I got this straight. So the rapture happens, but that's not when the tribulation starts. The tribulation starts when Daniel 9.27 is fulfilled. Is there any gap of time in between the rapture and the start of the seven-year tribulation? I don't believe so. I don't think so. I don't think there can be. I think it's going to happen very fast. There's this word in Bible prophecy that you find very often, and it's the word suddenly. <laughs> and that gives me the impression that it's, it's going to happen suddenly, and because it's suddenly. And by the way, wouldn't it stand to reason that they would have to <laughs> move pretty fast? What if I told you that everything that I've just shared with you, and there's so much more, but everything I've shared with you has been for many decades in the works. And that the world has been readied for the Antichrist to be revealed and received as the Savior of the world for decades. The year 1957 a man by the name of Paul Henry Spock. He was the former Belgian Prime Minister and one of the principal architects of what has, since its origins, now become the European Union, said, and I quote, this is a quote, direct quote, 1957. We do not want another committee. We have too many already. What we want is a man of sufficient stature to hold the allegiance of all people and to lift us out of the economic morass into which we are sinking. Send us such a man, and be he God or devil, we will receive him. That could have been written today. I would argue it is being written today, it is being said today, because when the Antichrist is revealed, he will be seen as this Savior, economically, governmentally, religiously. And the world is ready. Israel is ready. Prince Charles is ready. <laughs> They're all ready. At the ready which is again why we must be ready for the rapture, because that happens first. This is why, like never before, we must get Jesus to people and people to Jesus, as many as we can, as fast as we can. This is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel. This is why we do the ABCs of salvation every week. 
And we're going to keep doing them every week. Except there's going to come one week where we don't do them because we will not be here to do them. What's the gospel? 1 Corinthians 15, the first four verses, the Apostle Paul writing by the Holy Spirit. The gospel good news is that Jesus Christ came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. When writing to the Thessalonians, by the way, the first time the Apostle Paul, his very first letter was to the Thessalonians. The very first time, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he writes about the gospel. He says to the Thessalonians, that Jesus Christ was crucified, buried, and rose again on the third day, and He's coming back again one day, soon and very soon. That's the good news. That's the good news. That's the gospel. What are the ABCs? Just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, because Unless and until we acknowledge that we're a sinner, we're not interested in the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So we've all sinned, we've all broken God's law, we've all transgressed. So what's the penalty? Well, it's the death penalty. And that's Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but, here's the good news, the gift, gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A. Here's the B, and the B is central. It's, I guess you could say, it's not just as simple as ABC, it's simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B. Just believe. And the A is what brings you to the B. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then once you believe, then what comes as a result is the expression where you call upon the name of the Lord, and that's the C, and confess with your mouth, which is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13 lastly seals the deal. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord, will be saved. That simple. Is that too simple? I'm so glad it's simple. Forty years ago in January, I needed it to be simple, because that's when I called upon the name of the Lord and was saved and never looked back. Can you give me just a couple more minutes to share with you today's But God testimony? It comes from Ut in Germany, who writes, Dear Pastor J.D., the pressure in Germany is building up. I am now even not allowed to board a bus or train without testing, not even allowed to enter any shop or the Christmas market at all without vaccine. 
A friend needs her glasses as they are broken and she is not even able to enter the shop. Never thought to experience a time like this. But God, the doors are open to share the gospel. I'm a missionary, but not able to travel right now. But God has put the world right at my doorstep. I was able to hand out 74 Christmas parcels till now to the construction workers in my area from Poland, Bulgaria, Macedonia, South Korea, Afghanistan, Bosnia, Slovenia, and Turkey. Hallelujah. Two men from Poland got tears in their eyes and were touched by Jesus, all of them taking the gospel back to their countries in one week time. All of the workers got a keychain in English, as well as the contact details of jdforog.org. Please keep on sharing and encouraging us to share the gospel. So happy about what Jesus said in Revelation. Speaking of the letter to the Church of Philadelphia, chapter 3, we only need a little strength, and He will open the doors. Hallelujah. Love you all. Who knew? Oh, God knew. Yeah. I hope you're encouraged. I know I am. <laughs> you know, it, everybody's trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. And of course we all have our list of candidates, right? <laughs> Come on. But at the end of the day it really doesn't matter because we're not going to be here when He's revealed. And truly we're not looking for the Antichrist, <laughs> we're looking for Jesus Christ, but by virtue of the fact that the Antichrist is at the ready, that means Jesus Christ is at the door. I hope you're ready. If you're not ready for the Lord, you need to today get right with the Lord. It is the most important decision of your life for eternal life. I plead with you, I beg you, do not delay. Let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much. Oh Lord, what man is doing, they mean for evil, but you, O God, are meaning it for good, for the salvation of many this day. They had this all planned, but even before they planned it, you knew the plan and told us about their plan. And now we're seeing what was planned begin to take place. And for those of us who know you, Jesus, we're looking up and lifting up our heads because we know our redemption draws nigh. Lord, thank you. We love you so much. Jesus, come quickly. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. 
That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.